Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. And this is a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. That was my best impression of the Overwatch like music thing. Oh, Overwatch. Gotcha. I was going to be like, I don't think that's in frogger no that's <laughs> i i you know what so before this before the episode i was trying to look up like the frogger the iconic frogger theme and it was just i was not vibing with it not vibing with it i can't even think about it like i'm trying to think about it and all i can think about is the tetris one uh what's been up jake how you been doing man oh uh not great a little bit of delay between our uh, episodes because I caught the coronavirus and we had to push this episode back a little bit, but I'm feeling much better now. On the mend, on the mend. Sorry to hear that, Jake. On the mend, on the improve, yeah. Uh, it was rough, little little rough time, but uh, feeling better now. But during, I don't know, like, Tony, it's been a bit. What have you been playing in that time? Dude, I've been playing some video games. So I... Uh... I've got four games to talk about here. One of them, I think you're, I think we've already talked about this a little bit offline, uh, but across the obelisk. So this game, yeah, is a co -op. you told me to buy this one. Yes, I have not played it yet, but I bought it. It's co-op Slay the Spire. So I know that's like a, that's a little reductive compared to like some of the complexities that um, Slay the Spire has, but um, it's like the closest thing to explain what this is. Uh, you have a team of four across four different classes that have four characters within, uh, and then you fight across several maps uh, to win the game. It's a deck builder. Uh, it's a roguelite. Um, you know, all those very same things um, that uh, Slay the Spire has. Um, but... It's like a little bit easier um, because there's like multiple characters on your team. You can like there's a, a bunch of different like variations of build you can go with. It's like um, it's not super hard, but it's more about making like sick combos instead of like preparing for incredibly hard and like specific bosses like you end up doing mm -hmm. in Slay the Spire, it feels like. Love a, um, I love a combo combo builder. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's very easy to pick kind of like two of the heroes on your team and be like, okay, I can make good synergies between like these two heroes here or maybe with this one hero with the proper item set. And then you can just do crazy fun deck buildery stuff, you know, building combos off of combos and, and all that. Um, it... The single player content in the game is like fantastic. Like there's like an adventure mode where you have to make, you know, just like in Splay Spire, you have like branching choices in terms of like what you're going to go do next, whether it's a shop or a fight yeah. or something else. Um, there's that in this game as well, but there's like quests you can go on to unlock other heroes. Um, so like if you play the roguelike mode that's in this game as well, that is more of a pure slay the spire like experience there is that um and it unlocks everything for you and then you have to like kind of randomly put together your deck like draft style or there's this single player mode where you can basically build any deck that you want with your heroes given you have the right amount of resources which they give you plenty of like it ends up being like really easy to just like sit there tinker with a team of four build the deck that you want to build and then go into the game and like destroy stuff. Um, it's um, I'm having a ton of fun with it. It's, it's a really, it's a really fun little game. Uh, Cross the obelisk. 
that so one. are you like playing online with randos or is it ai teammates or is it like you don't have to play co-op you don't have to play co-op uh you so i've played a bunch of different variations at this point when you play like single player you just control all the heroes uh when you're playing multiplayer you assign people to different heroes so like in one game Gotcha. Uh, I'm playing a character. Eric has two characters, and then one of his other buddies has another one, and we've all been playing gotcha. together. Yeah. So you. I guess I didn't ask the obvious question of like, do you have friends other than me that you <laughs> might play video games with? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, it's a cool game. We let, we should play some of that real soon. Um. Mm-hmm. So the other game that I've played uh, a good amount of as well is Splatoon Three. Um, oh yeah so splatoon it's just more splatoon (laughs) honestly like if you've played splatoon before it's a little bit better in terms of like online systems has the best set of weapons yet but it's it's just splatoon they made like a lot of common sense quality of life improvements like salmon run their um their really really good horde mode experience that's like open all the time now whereas before there's literally certain days of the week certain times that you had access to this mode for like seemingly no nice. reason like it was very strange i love it uh, i love when games just have like a permanent kind of just like fuck around mode like the a rams of like yeah game modes that, that's one of the things that i really really enjoy about this game is that they're you know they do have like their competitive quote-unquote mode uh, and then they have just like regular, like quick play or whatever, which ends up being um, turf war. And turf war is just like literally who can put down the most paint on the field. And I think it's like two minutes, maybe three minutes. Like they're short, they're really short games. Um, yeah, that's snappy. But like turf mode uh, or turf battle or whatever they call it, uh, turf war, that's what it is. Um, Really snappy, super Derp fun. attack? <laughs> Squid face mode. Um, <laughs> but, like, there's a lot of different modes. Like, there's that. There's, like, clam blitz. There's, like, um, a couple of others. There's maybe, like, three or four different, like, modes in normal Splatoon. Then they have the Salmon Run experience, which is, you know, PvE horde mode, where it gives you, like, um, it cycles through four set weapons at a time. And it's usually, like, here's a sniper rifle, here's a heavy gun and then two like you know rifle type weapons you know it's or the best analogies that you can come up with for splatoon weapons which are um insane um have you you haven't played splatoon have you i've never touched splatoon splatoon is is wild i actually think you would like it i don't think i've ever played inkling in smash bros so you are just completely clean of this ip um i think you would like this game i think you would like it's 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 definitely a fun experience um i've completely ignored all the single player stuff and just like play online because like the games are so fast right like i'm whenever i'm itching for splatoon it's easy to jump in get a couple games in and then be done with it for a little bit um so i don't know splatoon 3 is is great if you've already made up your mind about splatoon uh, this game will not change your mind, um, but it's worth trying for sure. Um, okay. Maybe I'll pick up Splatoon 2 now that it's super cheap and yeah. play with all the, no. the diehards that are still on that. No, that sounds awful. That sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, like, Nintendo never uh, marks down their stuff anyway, so I bet Splatoon 2 is still full price somewhere. Um, I could probably get it on eBay. <laughs> dude, dude, just buy the new one. Don't be don't be a boob. Um, nah. Anywho. <laughs> Two more games to get through. Uh, Overwatch 2. 
So I actually, mm, I actually yeah. just finished playing a game of Overwatch two right before we started recording this. Um, and it's like, man, I really want to love that game. Um, but I don't, um, I, I actually really like the reduction of the team size cause they went from six, uh, players in the game to, to five. five. Yeah. Five V five. Yeah. Um, and some of the rebalancing that they did, like I really enjoy a lot of that stuff, but like the gameplay itself is after not playing overwatch for a long time. So like I, I, I played that game when it first came out and I, I, I probably played 30 plus hours of it and then kind of checked in and out of it, uh, over time. Uh, like when a new hero comes out, I'd usually check it out, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but since coming back to it now, I find the game very hard to like visually parse and like the nature of the way that respawn works um, in an FPS game like this leads to like trickling deaths. So like you die, you respawn after a certain amount of time and then you have to like run back to the action. And as soon as you start to get staggered and you're playing with like randos or even when you're playing with a coordinated team, it's very easy to get into this like, Oh, trickling in death situation. And then it just like, doesn't feel good anymore. Um, I do really love how a lot of the tanks play uh, in general in this game because they basically the the eight or the the hero that they took away was the the extra tank because it was usually like two 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 right um, yeah now which yeah, like what are the what are the the comps right now I have no idea I, I like from what I've played like I know Sigma is like my boy uh, really really good really strong right now Junker Queen has been like really good too and like reinhardt as well um but like i know that one i know reinhardt i know him yeah 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 it um i like i feel like tanks are in a good spot in the game and like dps's are like hit or miss some of them feel overtuned others don't like support feels a little underserved right now uh Mm -hmm. but like it's really not that like like any any like criticism i have of like the balance, like character balance of the game are like minimal, but it's like, I keep running into issues playing the game. Like during launch day, they had like yeah. super big queues and it was really hard to get into a match. And there's like a lot of connectivity stuff. And it's like, okay, I, releasing a game is really hard. This, this shit is tough. So like you give a pass on that, but we're several weeks out now from it. And I've had two, like really two or three really bad experiences. Like one where, um, it was like limiting the amount of heroes that I could play because like they do something in their new player experience where they, they only unlock a certain amount of heroes for you to funnel you to mm-hmm. specific, you know, heroes that are easier to use, yeah, easier like to give friendly stuff. Yeah, yeah. Easier to give value to your team, which I totally agree with like that as a decision, but it was like overlaying that, um, that like, uh, credential or whatever to like even veteran players at one point like obviously a bug but i tried to jump on and play the game and like i really just wanted to play sigma like that's what i was like i was playing out i was planning on playing that game specifically to mess with that that hero because i found myself like really liking uh playing with sigma and then it was locked out for me with no way for me to fix it literally restarted the app several times it was like a server side issue on the blizzard end and it's like okay that sucks and then the last couple of times i've been playing just like weird social feature stuff where like friends are not showing up in my friends list or i'm showing up as offline even though i'm clearly in the game in a party with somebody else it's still saying i'm offline and it's like 
you have to really battle against some of their systems that is like not my fault you know like it's yeah that yeah. that stuff is not my fault and that is just on the game in that situation and that's unfortunate because like i've wanted to play this game more times than i was expecting and then i had these like roadblocks in the way and that stinks um but i will say i'm gonna keep overwatch installed i'm still gonna check back in on that game you know maybe every week play a match or two and when a new hero comes out check it out and i like I, I will also be interested when this PVE thing comes out, um, whatever, like their single player or like, you know, PVE in general mode. Uh, when that comes out, like I'll be very interested to like see how it, yeah, how it's yeah. like reviewed. But like if it would have launched with, with all of this stuff together, I would have just bought it like straight up bought it. And now I'm like on the fence about it. You know, like now I, now I'm going to, I'm going to wait. Um, which stinks. That stinks. Um, but whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would buy Overwatch. I because I kind of like you. Bought Overwatch one. Played a lot of it when it first came out. I like. I never really checked back in though. Um, I pretty much just, like dropped that game a month after launch and never picked it back up. And I mean, you know, now that it no longer exists, then it's just two. Um, I do, I do want to like try to play it a little bit, but I think, I think I just like enjoy like quick death shooters more. Like when we, like when we play Valorant, I really vibe with Valorant. Like I really like Call of Duty is a, the shooter that I've played the most of PVP. So I just think when it's like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like my skill, like I don't have the skill for like sustained aim or if I kind of like, like the the play style more of like positioning and like movement attributed that with that kind of like quick death gameplay. I don't know, like Overwatch isn't going to be my game, like I'll have it installed, it'll be a fun game to like play with people, but like I don't think it's going to be my thing. Mm-hmm. Anywho, Overwatch 2, meh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last game that is definitely not a meh that I want to talk about is Street Fighter Six. So Jake, I got into the closed beta or closed alpha. Ooh. No, it's closed beta. Closed beta. I got into their closed beta okay. for for Street Fighter Six. Um, it's fucking dope. It's actually really fun. Um, this may be the. This is like definitely the most excited I've been about a Street Fighter since like Street Fighter Four. It feels like somewhat of a return to form. Um, the game has like some simplified systems that uh, I think are really good and not just in terms of like input wise because they have like two different input methods. They have like a modern and a classic modern has like instead of having to do more complicated motions to get moves down, it's like it's just simpler in general, but you kind of lose access to some of the like uh, complicated or like more robust feature set when you use you know that that method but good for onboarding new players for sure um it has like two different meters that you're contending with while you play you have like a drive meter which acts kind of like your special meter in other games like in street fighter 4 where like you can do ex like powered up versions of your moves uh, or other different specific mechanics where it spends some of that drive meter but you get a full drive meter at the start of every round and it uh, recovers over time pretty quickly. 
Um, so like okay. that's like a really easy to understand and like it, it gives you a lot of options for like aggression or defense like right away, which I love. Um, but then like the other bar is like your your like super meter. So you have like two. Yeah. There's like multiple levels of super that like unlocks over time with you know damage done and damage received that kind of stuff. Um, so like meters wise, it's fairly simple. Every character has. Um, access to these different drive moves that are like easy to execute. Imagine a focus attack, but instead of um, having to like charge it fully, you just press it once. You get several hits of super armor, and then like you you hit your opponent and they crumple, and you can go right into like a combo off of that. But because it's slow and there's a lot of startup to it, like you can like wait for your opponent to do theirs and then quickly do yours to like beat them in that in that little race so it's like a reactions test plus like a very easy to start like uh combo starter i guess like if you can hit somebody with it um all the characters are really great like they had six characters i think in this build um ryu ken guile chung lee luke jury and um kimberly uh so a couple of new characters and a couple of returning favorites uh, obviously and they're like all they all feel distinctly different like their animations and their new visual styles are all like really solid like ryu looks sick ken looks awesome you know like everybody looks very distinct like they have like evolved a little bit over time the game is visually impressive um it performed really well uh, in terms of like, um, net code was really good. I only had like one or two matches where I felt lag out of like, I, I think I played like four or five hours over the weekend, um, several, That's, several matches. Okay. So like I got some time in with it and I only had, you know, one laggy match, uh, one or two. Um, the, it only had access to the, uh, to the, what do they call it? The battle hub, which is like where you face off against other players. So none of the single player stuff, none of the full training yeah. mode suite or anything like that. It was just really the basics. Um, you could get into training mode, but it was a little bit dif- difficult to do that. Anyways, um, I it it worked fine. It, like you can search different cues, like casual versus ranked, or they have a ton of like literal like arcade setups that you go sit down next to another virtual player and play them heads up, um, which is fun. And you can like spectate other people's matches like that. None of this is like new to how fighting games have been doing their thing for a while, but like this one is like visually very clear. Like the arc system games do very similar stuff with their, you know, online multiplayer where you have like, cabinets you can go walk up to or whatever but this one like feels like a good balance of i get to create my character and like dress him up however i want and like express myself and then like have that player be seen in this big space where you can like play against others like i I don't know like it this feels like probably one of the best applications of like a modern online fighting game uh so the one thing that um this game does that's like a big pet peeve of mine is when you're playing against somebody you don't load into a character select screen you have to pre-pick your character Uh. beforehand and it's like i just i know it's got to be some something very 
technically hard to do for whatever reason because that has been the norm in a lot of fighting games um, as of late. Mm -hmm. But man, I just want to load into a character select screen when I'm playing against somebody online. That's all I want, you know? Street Fighter 4 did it, and it was great. Um, man. But we but we haven't really seen that since that game. So there, there's there got to be something, some sort of technical reason that um, that's not working. I got to tell you, how these things work. you start talking about fighting games, I'm like, oh, cool, exciting. Like, Street Fighter 6, oh, that's cool. And you start, like getting into the specifics of it and like my eyes glaze over and I'm like and the characters I'm like oh sweet the characters You're like Ryu Ken and then like by the time you get to Kimberly I'm like who the hell is what Kimberly oh. she's new she's new I just oh man I just, I get like all this like like built up like eagerness and excitement for fighting games and it's like oh god I get so bored with it Street Fighter 6 I this this will be the one that I think you may actually be able to get into, because um, yeah. like yeah we'll we'll get there when it comes it's got out. That, like we'll, what like low floor low ceiling kind of input mode. Low ceiling, um, yeah 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 exactly exactly um, with the modern control scheme. Um, I I still think the systems in this game will will allow the doors to be open to like more people for fighting games. Um, I, I'm just curious, um, kind of the other features that come with the game. Cause I'm already like pretty impressed with it. Um, I'm very curious to see like the single player mode, like how that's actually going to play out and all that stuff and all the rest of the characters, you know, I'm like, they did such a good job with the six I played with in this. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with the rest of the cast, you know, like all the original Street Fighter characters are going to be in this, so you get your E Honda and DJ and T Hawk, I think, and the, you know all the the crew from the original Cami, you know whatever else. Um, bison. All these characters are coming back. Bison, no, no Bison, because Bison is dead. Oh, this is this is the first game since uh, Street Fighter Three to be like canonical. In well, like in the future. So oh, like, okay, okay. So, so like Street Fighter Two is like, uh, so there's Street Fighter Alpha, like in in chronological order, in terms of like age of these characters and like series of events. Street Fighter Alpha, Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Three. Then, or maybe it's Street Fighter Four, Street Fighter Five, Street Fighter Three, Street Fighter Six. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. So this is the first one past Street Fighter 3 and they made a decision in Street Fighter 3 to like kill a bunch of characters including M. Bison. Um, so yeah. Man. Not even his son so, yeah, pr- N. Bison is going to be there. Got to no. <laughs> Just what he N. Bison? <laughs> Terrible joke. <laughs> Terrible joke. I'm t- I just totally went off and I like, got fighting You just like you started like discussing the chronology of the street fighter games i didn't know it was as, as complex as like the fast and the furious franchise's chron- chronology oh, yeah. or like the legend that's a, of zelda that's a, gr- that's a great analogy actually it's just like fast and the <laughs> there we go the, street fighter 5 was the tokyo drift the, the of street that not you know that's it all clicked into the sense it all it all makes sense now that makes sense um speaking of making sense jake i hear you've been playing a game um i've been playing i've been like 
I've been I've been messing around uh, with a few games, like not really like playing anything too too severely. Um, just messing around with some old classics. I tried um, a Lord of the Rings: Shadow of War. That's the second one, I think, because it was like stupid discounted on Steam. So I picked it up and played a few hours of it, and like. It's it's Shadow of War, right? Shadow, Shadow of War. War. Yeah, that's the second yeah. one. And it's like it's pretty it's pretty neat. Like it's a cool game to play. Like the um, Nemesis system is a like just of course like the neatest thing in games, and like it makes it super fun to like keep exploring the map and getting in encounters. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like didn't didn't quite grab me. Um, I also still need to beat Ghost of Tsushima, so I can't let myself get like wrapped wrapped around with another open world game. But anyway, I haven't like really played anything except for um, I was in San Diego for a couple of weeks apartment hunting because I'm moving there soon, um, and my brother-in-law has a PlayStation 4 with mostly sports games, like a lot of sports games, which aren't my jam. And then he also has. Uh, Call of Duty World War Two, the more recent one made in I think 2019, 2020, um, and I'm I don't know a masochist, a connoisseur of Call of Duty campaigns, so I could not resist this one I had not played before <laughs> that I was never gonna right. actually buy. Um, so this one actually does this one makes a few uh, changes to the to the formula, so it has instead of regenerating health, has a health bar. Like, that's the biggest, like, mechanical change. And you can stockpile health packs that you have to, like, actively use on yourself. And it's, like, a, like another resource you have to manage, which I enjoy. I like it. Leads to, like, just, like, a more interesting, uh, I think, gameplay situations. Uh, you have your squad mates, which have, uh, like, upgrades that, like, refill your ammo, refill your grenades, give you a health pack, you know, dumb stuff like that. Um, but that's, that's pretty much it, and, uh, other than that, it's pretty, kind of a poor Call of Duty campaign, to be honest. I just, I don't, the best thing those games did was move to the modern era, because the arsenal that provides for you is so much more fun, and, like, you just can't get anything near as cool in, like, the 1940s, uh, like, this, like, they give, this game gives you set pieces like it gives you like weapons there's like, like sniping like there's a flamethrower uh you're in a fighter jet this time the fighter jet sequence sucks uh like oh you're driving the tank this time that sequence also sucks like it's like trying to give you all that like bombast and like appreciate it for that it's you know cool it's going all out it's more effort than I think Call of Duty has put into a campaign in a while and it's like into re trying to like inject it with more more differences too uh but it's just i don't know the setting's not great and it's like it's all it's all europe so it's all just like forests um oh this one's forest but it's snowy it's just you know i move modern era is so much more fun those games were so much better there's one specific mission that really like got under my craw it's like an infiltration thing so you're breaking into like some nazi building and the game gives you uh, like documents, like okay, here's your name, your cover story, like where you're from, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so like, okay, it's telegraphing to like know this information. Uh, then you go in, it's like okay, need to meet your mark. He's wearing a gray uniform. So you will go up to the first person you see wearing a gray uniform, which is like telegraphed by the game. 
and it's like, oh, here's the code phrase. And they're like, oh, what, why are you saying this strange thing to me? Let me see your documents. It's like, let's see, are you from Berlin or Dusseldorf? And then it does that to you like five times. And it's just like, it's just like, it, it's like, it had, I mean, she had like very good build up, And then like the like, follow through of it was just like so dumb. And it was such a boring mission. I'm just like, <laughs> it just, are you A or B? Like, how tall are you? Like kind of like bullshit <laughs> like that, and just like the, it, there's no I don't know like it, it completely like breaks immersion with this this cool event or like this like cool setup for the mission. Um, has like this really bad like stealth mechanic it implements sometimes too. Just a bad bad Call of Duty campaign. No good. Very bad. Didn't like it. We'll see if there's any other ones I play in the future that I enjoy. I did. Which one was this? This was um, World War II. I've, when did this game World come War II, out? Okay. You googling? Are you googling when it came out? I'm not googling it. You Google it. World War II, and then what else? I played the um, Modern Warfare One release. Oh, 2017. I was way off. I'm 2017. I played the Modern Warfare re-release. Uh, that was a pretty that was a pretty good campaign actually, and the Modern Warfare Two re-release is coming out. I don't know if it's like re-release, like remaster. It was like a totally different campaign than. They're yeah, they're like totally different games, but they're named the same. I get so confused <laughs> by Call of Duty's naming conventions. I get so confused by like, wait, when does this game happen? What are we talking about? Like, which one is it? Because yeah, now there's multiple Modern Warfare's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like it. They didn't just. Dis- they decided to not continue numbering them or giving them. Uh, well, Modern Warfare One s- Two, good campaign, super, duper, <laughs> super fucked politics, but like really fun campaign. <laughs> as as it wants to do. I I realized I kind of like um, maybe like grew up and like got softer because that that campaign has its like kind of like equivalent of like the no Russian uh mission where it's like you can like torture this guy or you can just like skip this scene and then like i'm like i'm yeah i'm too soft now i'm skipping it i don't need this like edgy gamer moment no thank you so like i don't know who does you know i don't know what those who those scenes are for i don't know who those scenes are for i never i never quite you're not an opt into the torture scene kind of gamer tony (laughs) you know what we can talk about that when we talk about the next game for the. Oh podcast. yeah! Oh god, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. Well, anyway, let's before we <laughs> hop into the next game, let's hop into a quick break before we hop into this episode's game. I see what you did there, Jake. Yeah. Hop, Frogger. It, oh, hop. what a! You really leapt to that conclusion. I don't know. You sound a little froggy over well, there, I, Jake. <laughs> you got a, do you got a frog in your throat? I got the crocrona virus. <laughs> okay, they <laughs> gotta cut this cord. <laughs> <laughs>
Just like Frogger, everybody. Welcome back to Hey Like the Game, where we're talking about Frogger. He's back. Um, Wikipedia says right. Frogger, also called Frogger, he's back. And on this podcast, always known as Frogger, he's it's back. He's back. Yeah. So 100%. please refer to this game by its Christian name. He's back <laughs> in pog form. Thank you, Tony. In frog form. In oh, frog form. Oh, so good. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. I love I you. Um, I've been listening to a lot of um, Blank Check. Anyway, they award each other comedy points in that episode, in that in that podcast, which is just like, far better than mine. I had to resist the urge to do it there and be derivative. Don't worry, I'm going to cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> so Frogger, he's back. Is what? Uh, Frogger, he's back. So this is a 1997 game for. I played it for the Windows, uh, the PC release. You played it for the PlayStation. I did, yeah. So this game was just like so deeply nestled into my brain that like I assumed it was like this obscure release that nobody played, but apparently it was kind of like kind of a bigger game like a bigger launch like it was one of the uh like playstation's bigger settlers sellers i was surprised when you said you had played it because i just assumed nobody else in the world would play this like crummy looking frogger remake but tony you had played this game before yeah i totally had this game uh i vividly remember it uh in my playstation collection i remember playing it as a kid as well i think this was one of the you know first really successful like remakes you know, like, hey, remember this IP? <laughs> he's back. Has, he's back. You know, like this, there's like Pac-Man World. You know, like there's like these other like tag along games to an IP that's just like, hey, remember this arcade game mm-hmm. that broke through the zeitgeist, you know, in the 80s. Galaga, uh, Destination Earth. Yes, exactly. That this is the second in whatever genre you call <laughs> Galaga Destination Earth is, um, but yeah, like I I fully remember getting this game and maybe even like my dad got it for me because like he knew Frogger like he like my dad wasn't a gamer but like he knew he knew games and stuff and like I had played Frogger in like the arcades and stuff because you know I was fascinated with uh, retro games when I was younger so it's like. Uh, it checked all the boxes mm-hmm. until you actually played the game. Um, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, this is a, um, I guess, top-down puzzle platformer uh, where you have to yeah. collect five baby frogs across. Uh, there are 33 levels across nine zones. Yes. Um, but it's it's basically the same core gameplay loop as the original. Yes, Frogger. yeah, it is Frog. Like if if you if you know that game from you know gaming history, you know this game too. They just like made it 3D and shifted perspectives slightly. Slightly, but it's all the same yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's all the same. Right. You're just moving from one end of the level to the other, uh, and you need to get to like you said the baby frogs. But it's really like you need to get to several slots on the other side of the map you know and that's it right that's the yes it is a big grid you are moving in squares uh in the xy axis and like some of those squares on the grid have the baby frogs that you have to get to um yeah and like the first level retro zone is just frogger with 3d graphics which uh 
Frogger doesn't look great, but neither does this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it looks rough. It looks rough. A lot of polygons. Mm-hmm. Lot of yeah, big old polygons. Big flat, big old fat. <laughs> One color, no texture polygons. <laughs> yeah, this one de- definitely doesn't hold up in terms of like visuals, um, but like really, the original didn't look great either. No, it was like nice bright colors. And, like, this game tries to do that, but it's just, it's very visually confusing, <laughs> the whole thing. Yes, um, yeah. Um, it makes it difficult to kind of know where you can hop onto and if it's dangerous sometimes. Yeah. And, like, the camera also doesn't do you any favors no. with that. Um, like, we can kind of get into specific critiques of that a little bit. Um, well, let's just get into it now. Yeah. Like, on Dive right in, baby. The first like new world that's in this game, I think it's called like Lily Islands or something like Lily that. Pad Zone. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it it does this thing where you have to get on moving platforms, which is okay. You kind of do that in the OG Frogger, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but these you know moving platforms in this case are like little turtles, I think. They will change direction and they'll like go in circles oh. instead of just doing straight lines across. Yeah. And when when the object moves, so does your camera. So it becomes incredibly disorienting. Yes. To the point where I would jump the wrong way sometimes. I would get confused in the level. Like the levels themselves are not like big and you have it's not like you have to learn a lot within those levels, but I it, it's just like when you disorient like that, it makes it incredibly hard to understand what the layout of this fucking level is. I think a lot of the levels are too big. And I think the lily pad zone is uh, one such offender where it's such a arduous task to even get to like the sandbox where all the baby frogs are that you're spending like basically like the same 20 seconds, like doing this, like, formula to like get to where you need to go and like okay i know i'm bad at games tony but this was a hard game right yeah okay yeah. okay good like, <laughs> this this like but it, it's it's only hard because of the it's stuck in the past in terms of game development because mm-hmm. it's still trying to be like a store a score-based arcade game yes but then it and then it it doesn't realize that it's a home console, right? And it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to have, you know, 60 second, 25 second timers on your level. You don't have to make even the slightest um, this time of a jump kill you. You don't have to have three lives starting. You know, like all of those choices were like intentional choices that may, that makes the game hard, but it's like not – it's not because the level design is like really complicated and fun and like challenging. It's like it's these arbitrary things that they put on top of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this game, you have to have unlimited lives. You have to put that code in. Uh, they make it easy enough to do right from the the pause screen. Infinite lives and just instantly got to put that in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because there's no there's no way to make not no way. There's not a lot of ways to make meaningful progress in that game when you are limited by at least lives. You know, like the the time limit like sucks, and that 
did kill me a lot of times. Like, okay, here's an example. Like the lily zone or whatever, lily pad zone or whatever it is. That that first new level after the retro levels that are just remixes of old Frogger levels. First brand new level. The field of view is all fucked. It's like the camera's like brought up a little bit because it's 3D. Like you're not looking straight down on it. You have to have an angle uh-huh. so you can see the cool polygons, right? But all, all 12 of them. All 12, all 42 polygons. Um, but uh, because the field of view is like too shallow because like because of how, that, that shift they had to make, you can't see those logs coming nearly like like soon enough. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get enough time. Yeah. And it feels like it just that makes the game hard because of this stupid arbitrary decision that was made seemingly just because they wanted to make it 3d and not because it did like a service to the gameplay, you know, um, it's really it, like, I really, really do not like that, you know, cause it's like, it's arb- like I said, it's arbitrarily inflating difficulty, um, which I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. This, the scoring in this game seems almost like entirely superfluous. Like it's, I don't know why it's there. It's never a thing I took into consideration because you, like, lose your, like, score run every time you run out of lives. And, like, you're going to run out of times many times going through a level. But, like, to, like, string together levels to try to, like, get a high score seems so odd. It's such a peculiar way to play this game. It's such, like, a non-developer way to intend to play the, play this game or developer intended way to play this game that it's like, I don't, I don't know why the high scores in there. I think seemingly to like justify why there are the flies as, uh, like score or just like, just like point drops or like upgrades. Like it's, it's bizarre. Yeah. This game does like a lot of really weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not like, it's has no charm whatsoever. No, because I like I think there is some. There's a lot of charm in this game. It's mostly the music. If I'm being 100 percent honest, like I that's the thing I'm very nostalgic for in this game. Like, it's not even all the music either, because I think a lot of the levels themselves, um, those pieces of music are not nearly as fun as like the main menu theme, like the stinger <laughs> that plays as you're loading between levels, like that transition little breakdown with the drums is great. (laughs) Like level select. Oh my God. Yes. Level select that music slaps so hard. Uh, There's not many songs that make me want to get up and dance. (laughs) than that song, that song drives. It has motion to it. It's like, if you're not slapping your knee to that, to that one, then I, I don't even, you don't have a soul you're not, and like I, you're not living you, 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 shit on it all we will like frogger is just a fun game like frogger the arcade game <sighs> I, it's not great it's a <sighs> b-tier arcade game i think like i'll go to galaga how many tiers how many well, tiers? We, I, we're going let's go to s to d tier no f tier we get what's a, what's an f tier arcade game 
I got nothing. Arcades yeah, are just I, too I, fun. That, I, <laughs> no, but I, like, I would put it in like third place in my mind. Like wherever that is on the scale, okay. if it's like five or more, it's like, it's like it's somewhere in the middle of like it's middling in my mind. But whatever. Yeah, middling. Two, two, three, but like, okay, a middling fun game. It's like uh, Frogger is still like a seven out of ten like fun game. Yeah. So in this game, I'll still play. Yeah, like the you know level one, it it is just Frogger, but like I cleared those five stages because just like just Frogger is. You know, pretty fun. Um, I think the machinery zone, like the like lava zone, pretty much, is probably the only zone that does like Frogger, but kind of new in a good way. That's that's the one with the gears in it. Yeah, the gears, like the first yeah, one with yeah. the gears, and then there's scorching switches. I think it's called. Yeah, like that has three stages. I think like that has like three solid stages. I kind of like sort of use the 3D perspective at all in, um, like, having uh, elevation changes or, like, there's a perspective shift uh, in order to, like, hop on and off some some moving platforms. Like, that's cool. But then there's, like, other crappy stuff, like the lily pad zone that we've been talking about where it takes forever to get to where kind of the level starts. And, like, I don't know if there was yeah. supposed to be, like, some kind of checkpoint there at some point that never got implemented when the game was finished. Um, it kind of feels like it was supposed to, but, like, that kind of stuff's not fun. And then there's other stuff, like, uh, in the cave zone. Honeybees. Oh, the honeybees no, suck. Oh. Dude. It's, like, these homing bees, and they get faster, and you need to, like, path them into logs. And it just, like, turns into, like, it you need to memorize the path and just try to go as fast as possible, pretty much. And it's not even like you can like stealth by them. Really. It's just like they're on you. Yep. They are fucking on you and you got to deal with it. And it's God, it's not fun. Um, I'm sorry. I cut you off about the about bitching about dark caverns. Oh, yeah. Did you get to the like the skating, like the sliding level? Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Terrible. The yeah. worst. <laughs> and like bang, bang, barrel, which is another one of the fast ones. Like I wrote down like the timers on all of these mm-hmm. and like honeybee hollow and bang, bang, barrel are like the two like shortest ones at 25 and 23 seconds respectively. Um, but like they both also have some of the most frustrating mechanics in it. Like uh, that one. Did you, did you play that yeah, one? Yeah. Where it's I kind of like, you, like bang, bang, barrel. Oh, uh, <laughs> Dude, it, the exploding barrels like force a jump. It forces you to jump yeah. instead of like the whole time of that game. Like you're in control of your character, except except against the sliding, I guess. But like, it threw me off so hard mm-hmm. when that happened, and I got really frustrated with like, okay, now I'm not even controlling my jump, and it feels like it's longer than the normal jump is. Yeah. So it's like even harder for me to predict. And it's like, I, fuck no. I was like so frustrated with the game. By by the time I got to Bang Bang Barrels, I was just like, fuck this. Yeah, fuck that's, this. Uh, that, that one was also the timer was just monstrous on that one. Like it was yeah, just so, so hard to, to, to anybody. Um, Man. Dude, it like. Because <laughs> that's hard. Like I, at, I, at best, this game is frogger and at worst this game is a really bad feeling bad looking it like if you have a hankering to play 
Frogger. You play OG Frogger. Mm-hmm. You don't go to this game. No. You know, there's... I th- oh, God, now I got to look this up. I know there is a Frogger game where he's like an anthropomorphic frog man. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Frogger games. And I remember this one actually not being like... the Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. There's way more of these than I thought. Uh... Frogger Ancient Shadow. This one looks great. Um, that is a GameCube game. Let's see. What is the one I'm thinking? Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Or there's Frogger. The Great Quest. Oh, God. This looks so bad. Yeah, they try to, like, evolve Frogger. In a lo- Frogger Beyond for the PlayStation 2. Ooh. Yeah, these are all not very good. Yeah, if you want to play Frogger, just play the OG Frogger. I can't I can't imagine any of these other ones are actually good. Right. Ooh, Frogger and Toy Town. That could be fun. Nope. Have <laughs> we exhausted everything there is to talk about Frogger? He's back. <laughs> I th- I think I think we've talked about everything with Frogger as a franchise. <laughs> we have exhausted it. Um, I think we yeah. Jake, I, I think we've ranked all the hey, Frogger games, and a Frogger on the arcade machine is still the best. Right, the first one. The first one is the best. You can't say about a lot of lasting franchises. Uh, Jake, unsurprisingly, this is a hey. I don't like. No, oh, really. Um, yeah, I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> this 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 episode will probably I would I think it's the only one to win the award for longer time spent talking about the games uh before than the actual like episode game. Right, yeah. But there's nothing else. It's a I think like the the worst thing about it. Hey, I don't like that game. It's it's just like it's it's not even like really fun to learn how to do the levels. Like it's such a frustrating and laborious task and it's just really like memorizing a path it's not really more engaging or like impactful than that and like the timing of things can be like so frustratingly sharp that like it's not fun to like find that out like i don't know that's why the first frogger is still the most fun like it, it it's in interesting to like include that like moving pattern there that's just like not implemented anywhere else in this game in that way and it just sucks because of that like most of this game sucks because of that like it almost i don't know almost elevates itself to late 90s contemporary frogger with the machine zone but uh everything else really i don't know like all frogs dies when it goes into water yeah, it's like um, the best part about OG Frogger is just like moving quickly through those levels because you kind of like know the pattern a little bit, but you can like and it's move all real there. Fast. That's the thing; it's all there. Yeah, I can look up the screen. I can look all the way up the screen and know what's coming. You know, several moves ahead. You cannot do that in this game, and it, in in my mind, it like it took away the best part about Frogger, which is moving fast through those levels and being able to react like quickly because it's like you're, you're really only having to deal with four directions, right? Like that's all of that game is. Mm -hmm. And they did, they they put enough obstacles in the way of that to slow it down, but not making it more fun. Yeah. It just, 
frustrating. The best part of the game, Jake, is this. Mm. Like, the music is so good. And like, listen to this. So like, you've got this annoying frog jumping in the background. Yeah. But listen to that, like, the great music in the background. Like, I actually looked up the, the soundtrack and the, this opening theme is such a vibe. It really is. <laughs> it's so, it, listen to it. Isn't it pretty good? Like, I feel like I'm like, like, like a spa. Yeah, it's like it's and then the breakdown here. Wait, isn't that it, that feels like it's from Tony Hawk? Right, right. Like that, <laughs> that little breakdown feels like it's from Tony Hawk, uh, and it's great. It's just like that's the best part of that game. I just there. If you just like splice that in, Jake, for the folks at home, um, that's the best part of the game. You don't have to play now. That's it. So like best arcade games of this era, Galaga for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Galaga Pac-Man. Yeah, Galaga Pac-Man. Um, Dig Dug. Dig Dug Solid. Uh, I know it's earlier. Space Invaders. I do love Donkey Kong for sure. Yeah, OG Donkey Kong's good. Yeah. Donkey Kong Jr. is also good. Um, yeah, what? Another good... I Oh, God. What is that racing one? Um, don't remember. Um I had like a bunch of those Namco museum collections mm -hmm. with like all like the old school like retro games in there. I loved that stuff. But why are we talking about retro <laughs> games right now, Jake? It's October, so we should so be talking folks, about spooky games, shouldn't we? We sh this Ooh. this was a spooky game, Jake. This was so this spooky. Was a very sp <laughs> this this game spooked away my interest pretty fast. Um, but Jake, uh, for the official, hey, I like that spooky game of the month. Uh, we're going to play a game that I've had on the list since the start of the show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite horror games, and I have not played it in a very long time, and I can't wait to revisit it with you. Jake, we are playing Dead Space 2. Ta-da! I was screaming, <laughs> but it was space, so nobody could hear me. Ah! ah. Zing! Uh, I have played Dead Space 1, and I have played Dead Space 3. I have not yet played Z Dead Space 2. <laughs> you are the weirdest edge case I've ever heard in my life. That you somehow skipped the best one. Uh, but Ooh, you've played... we'll see. We'll see. We will see. Uh, hey, next time on Hey, I Like That Game, Dead Space 2. Hey, I Like That Spooky Game. Woo. Speaking of um, uh, signing up for torture, like we did at the top of the episode, right? <laughs> There's some... There's some stuff in Dead Space 2. Um, speaking of stuff, Jake, where's all the stuff on the internet? Well, you can find our uh, Twitter stuff. <laughs> We're at like that game. Uh, at like that game on Twitter. Uh, Facebook, we are the Hey Like That Game podcast. Email us, hey like that game at gmail.com. You can find us streaming twitch.tv slash hey like that game. Try hard Tuesdays. Uh, come into uh, December 17th, correct, Tony? I think that's right. It's yeah, going yeah. to be our 24-hour charity stream. Uh, moving it moving it back for Jake's moving purposes, because I am uh, moving across the country. So thanks, thanks for everybody for being patient. Uh, but you'll have a little Christmas hey. gift with our, with our stream. Spreading some holiday cheer for Nami. Yes. And for all our viewers. Oh, my God. 
I'm just realizing this now, Jake, but we can also make the Smash tournament that will be a part of the charity stream Smash Miss. Oh, ooh. 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 I'm a Merry Smash Miss to you all. This is going to be great. Oh, man. Uh, uh, if you want to participate in a Pokemon tournament, I'm getting no biters for our uh, usual channels, so email us. <laughs> hey, I like that game at gmail.com. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, a part of the charity stream will be the new Pokemon. Was it Scarlet and Violet? Scarlet and Violet. And yeah, we're gonna do a, where, a like whatever team it used it. to beat Leaf Four. Actually, I don't know if I can do that anymore because there are multiple ways to beat this game now. So it might just be like a bring a team. But yeah, or we'll do something. We'll, we'll do. do something with with Pokemon. Well, uh, as always, they're always holiday theme Pokemon only. <laughs> oh oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. It's not uh, Halloween yet. What am I doing? Boo, boo, boo. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think that's everything, right, Jake? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> well, yeah, too much. Uh, well, Jake, as always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a uh, have a great like have it's like such a good time um don't play this don't, game don't though. play this <laughs> game do not do not play frogger he's back frogger he should have left he stayed gone <laughs> he should have stayed gone yeah like like jason Voorhees should have stayed dead <laughs> frogger he's not allowed over here anymore he's back for blood <laughs> frogger he smells Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod.